You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're talking about Dread, the 2012 one, not the Stallone one. Just in case anybody was, you know, watched God damn it, man. It would have been Judge Dread then. Oh, that's true. You no trouble. Me, fifth element. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. No, Podcast. I'm Brian Elkins. With me tonight, Mr. Waheed Alkalazmi. Hello, hello. And Mr. Paul Williams. What's happening? First one with Paul for me. Yeah. This, this podcast popped it. There, you know that's that's what we do here. We you know we we get those first right out of the, <laughs> out of the way when they're awkward and you're looking not looking into somebody's eyes. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, uh, we're here tonight. We're talking. Uh, well, I guess we're talking dread. The new film, not to be confused with the Stallone Judge Dredd movie from which, 1995. Which was a much better film. What? what? Uh, uh, what yeah, what, way well, better. Well, and it had Rob Schneider in it? Come on. We're going to get into that in a second. But uh, Alex Garland, the, the guy that co-wrote this movie, um, well, I guess wrote it, uh, co-produced it, I should say. Um, he had a new movie come out this weekend called uh, Annihilation with Natalie Portman that yeah. he uh, wrote and directed. And we covered his uh, first film, Ex Machina, which yeah. we were all big fans of. He, he's, he's a brilliant mm-hmm. fucking writer. And I'm glad that Dredd is not his directing credit. Uh, well, we're going to get into that. Uh, that's that's disputed <laughs> uh, from from different sources. Oh shit! Really? I'm yeah. going to learn some new tonight. Maybe, maybe. Hell yeah! I don't know. Uh, but get get into this. Uh, Dread going back to the very very source material. It is based off of a comic, uh, 2000 AD. Uh, has anybody read that? Yes. I'm, I'm sure yeah. you and Paul have. have. Oh, you have not, Paul? Yeah. Wow, I'm shocked. Oh hell no, man! I mean, dude, I just. I just realized this was a freaking British comic. What? This was an actual British comic. I had no clue that Dread was a was based on a British comic book character. And I don't think I knew yeah, until the Stallone movie cool. came out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything yeah, about I mean, it until well, Stallone film came out too. Dude, I didn't even know what Judge Dread was. I mean, I didn't know what Dread was until the Stallone movie, and then I kind of found out then that it was a comic book and well, look from at that. the late seventies, ironically enough, which is really weird. Yeah, it started right around the same time as Star Wars. Yeah. 77. <laughs> no, I'm a little familiar with this, but I didn't really get into the comic until after the after the Carl Urban movie came out. Yeah, I've never read a Dread comic, so... 
I've only read about 20 of them, and it was, uh, it was about when this movie came out. Uh, you can still get, like, a Best of Dread comic for, like, 10 bucks, and it's got, like, 30 issues in it at Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Um, if you're interested oh, in, yeah. in it, but I mean, it's, it's black and white. It's got a satirical take, but it, you know, it's, it's a comic from the seventies and late eighties. So it, it's a little dated. Like, yeah. The satire's a little, a little dated. I, maybe some of it still has some relevance today, but from it, it's fine for when it was. <laughs> uh, I have no comment on the comic cause I have not read the fucking comics. I just thank Sylvester Stallone for doing that awesome movie in 1995. Well, I guess, yeah, let's talk about the 95 film. I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, that was like Stallone coming straight off of Demolition Man. Which was a much better Stallone science fiction action film. Which was a way better Stallone movie. Yeah, because he had fucking Wesley Snipes in that. He had a very good actor to play off of. Oh, wait, there was a Montesante in Judge Dredd. I li- I thought he was the best thing in Dredd. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, Judge Dredd. Yeah. Judge Dredd. I don't know, man. Stallone just like... I am the law. I am the <laughs> <laughs> They're like the best fucking shit one liner. I guess my big issue with with the Judge Dredd movie is, is the fact that they took a, a a very serious character and they almost you know they 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 made it PG thirteen and it was just like this they wanted to go this humanistic Arnold Schwarzenegger Judge Dredd route with it in my opinion and I don't know I just that's that's one thing I didn't really care for. Yeah, it was kind of all over the place. It was, uh, it was funny. They wanted it to be serious. Uh, it was violent, but then it was, I don't know, cartoony violent. You know? Yeah. Well, dude, yeah, I mean, well, it's a 1995 that- Hollywood film with fucking Sylvester Stallone who can't really act. Like, but it was rated R, though. It sounded like it was a PG-13 flick, right? Uh, I can't remember. What no, I thought, I, thought, I thought it was PG-13. Maybe it was R. No, Judge, no, Judge Dredd, the one with Stallone, that was R, man. That was also rated R. Mm. I mean, that's, that's what's so okay. weird about it. You have this rated R film, like cannibal, Cannibals and like out in the, what, what, is, what is the uh, America called? The Crusted Earth or something yeah, like yeah. that? It, the yeah. Wastelands. <laughs> hey, man, the sets on that were fucking amazing. Yeah, I liked the giant and, robot. And I liked it better, too, because they like, you know, it had more like sci-fi elements in it. Like they had like hovering, you know, like his bike on, you know, it was a hovering bike. You know, <laughs> that was kind of stupid. That was fucking cool as fuck. It's better than this shitty ass fucking bike in the Dread 2012 version of it. What? Oh, my God. Yeah, I have so much to say about this fucking film. But yeah, anyway, uh, the Judge Dread to me was better iteration than Dread. Oh, man. I do not. Not 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 a, not a fan. Who, who, who the fuck directed Dread 2012? Uh, Peter Travers, not not a fan. Or Tra- Travis, Peter, Tra- Pete Travis. Sorry, wow, <laughs> butchered that guy's name. Not a fan, man. Well, you know, I mean, there's okay. So I, w- I was looking into this, and he actually got kicked out of the edit room, the director oh, yeah. for the uh, 2012 uh, film Dread, the one the movie we're actually talking about, starring Carl Urban. <laughs> Apparently, Alex Garland. Um, <laughs> Was on set all the time, and Carl Urban was getting his direction pretty much from him, or that's what he says. And then some, somewhere along the way, uh, Travis got kicked out of the edit room, the director, and Garland took over. There was speculation that, or maybe they actually tried to, uh, Alex Garland tried to get a co-directing credit on the film, but then word broke out in the media that that was happening, and then they came out with this weird statement that said that they had this unorthodox collaboration together you know one of those things where it's like well i don't know how to read this are we taking this at face value or is this them just kind of covering up because they kicked the director off set (laughs) yeah i mean you know shit it happens dude especially when you're like a a, um a gun for hire kind of director and it's not the material like you wrote and you're like not 
one, you know, like a part of a producer, like, hey, if we have any, like, uh, I guess up and coming filmmakers listen to this right now, I'm telling you, like, I'm about to do my first feature film. And uh, there is a reason I wrote it and I'm producing it. And, I'm, you know, uh, the director is because, like, my 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 whole goal is I had a story and I want to direct it. But to not be in the situation this guy was in, I'm also the producer. So I'm like the managing member of the actual, like, company that got established to make the film. And I make all the decisions so i can't they can't kick me out because i own the majority of it so there you go man try to do that don't get kicked out of your own film after spending two three years fucking working on it yeah yeah no he he, he was a definitely a, a gun for hire for for sure yeah um, it was not like his vision at all no no i mean like, you the know visual effects guys were hired and they were already doing like all the looks and yeah i was gonna say like you know the, a film this big you know uh really the director is there just to shepherd all the elements you know uh if, if he's like a, a gun for hire kind of uh, a situation like this guy is because at that point the producers really are the ones that are going like here's what the source material is from the writer here's the look we're kind of going for help us guide go you know go along with this and bring in the rest of the team that you need to make this happen so but unfortunately especially nowadays when you're dumping all this kind of money into it dude you know the producers are like man how do you you know this though did not have that big of a budget it was only like 30 million that is still fucking big enough bro i mean yeah but i mean you gotta think about it like this it would kind of suck to to be a director and go into a film where you know kind of like all the visuals are already laid out well, I mean, the thing yeah. is, though, this is not an original idea. I mean, there's source material. Material. That's why, like, yeah, most of all of it, you know, yeah. So it's it's like there's yeah. there's plenty of fucking sor- you know source material for for them to do that uh, with. So it's not really even throwing that director under the bus. It's more like, well, how can you enhance it to make it your own? You know, this is not a Ridley Scott uh, uh, Blade Runner situation where he can paint the world. Yeah, in this other words, what you're in, saying is, you know, life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah, exactly. Like you know what the you're coming into when he took this job this yeah. this is definitely a yes man job duncan jones walked away from this yeah because he's a reason. smart motherfucker well he's, yeah he's like well you guys have already done so much work this yeah. is not where i would want to take the story yeah and he walked away yeah and then you see that's how you keep yourself from being kicked out of your own movie after <laughs> the editing process in other words have some integrity <laughs> yes exactly which uh which i hear uh, alex garland had trouble himself uh, on annihilation they wanted to take the movie and uh, from him and recut it and one of his co-producers uh had final cut and he cited Sided with Alex Garland. So. Yeah. Hey, man. You, you hey, man. If you run across <laughs> this problem one time, in my opinion, if you run across this problem one time, you know, you can kind of maybe get away with it. But if it's a recurring thing, maybe it's not everybody else that's working on the film. Maybe it's maybe it's kind of you. Yeah, that's true. Well, different roles yeah. and different situations, you know. Not not every collaboration is going to work out and be No, great. like I hate fucking Brian's guts, but I don't know why we're still collaborating, you know. <laughs> Beats me, man. Wow, they oh, cut deep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna cry tonight. <laughs> I'm gonna Two cry. baldies here. I, I even started shaving just so I can like you know fit in and be like one of the cool kids with them. But you know, wait, wait, who like are we fitting in with? There's just us. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, like, yeah, man. As I'm gonna tell you right now, we are not gang? the coolest kids. On the, yeah, and we are not the coolest kids on the block. I can tell you that right now. That's why we're doing podcasts. <laughs> Whatever, hairy, <laughs> yep. full, luscious lid, freaking lid, head of hair. <laughs> We're we're digressing. Yeah, sorry. Are we getting into the film? One thing, real quick. The film did have a low budget, but even Mm. with its low budget... Yeah, that's why they didn't have hover, hover cars or have a fucking vehicle. Uh, well, well, I mean, yes, yes. They, that's exactly why they didn't have that stuff. But 
I've seen the budget anywhere from 30 to 50. I don't know. It, it, I've heard mostly it's closer to 30. But anyway, the movie didn't even barely recoup that. It it made 45 worldwide. Yeah, fuck these guys. I just gave them six bucks to watch it tonight. I'm fucking pissed off about it. What? Yeah, iTunes, rental, six bucks. Because Man, it's like, look at this. 4K right here, baby. I would not want to watch this film in fucking 4K, man. But dude, no, this, let me tell you what. I highly recommend watching a copy Look, there, where you can get a 5.1 surround sound because this is one of the best mixes in an action film in a hot minute sun. Oh, no, there's a couple, like, tech, there's some technical stuff I'm going to get into, which I love, but, like, overall... This is in the fucking future, and these fuckers are, like, it starts off with a fucking chase, and they're driving 1982 fucking vans. Fuck bro, you, man. Get the fuck out of here. It's dystopian as shit, bro. Dystopian my ass, bro. Get the it's, fuck. it's dystopian. Did you see it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Works, if it works, and it'll go down the road, we will drive it. I know. They said half that economy in that one mega block, they said 90% did not have a job. Did you? Oh, I get that, yeah. But, uh, you know, some one of them had, like, an iPhone from... 200 years before when the story takes place. That's what he was taking pictures of. Yeah. Like, don't fucking get me started, man. There's so many fucking... Like, you built... You spent all this money and built these fucking giant mammoth goddamn sets and you couldn't fucking pay attention to one of the extras like taking a... You had a close-up of the fucker taking a picture of the dead bodies and it's like a fucking like iPhone. It's low Dude, budget, man. No, fuck that. Low budget. Give him a fucking plexiglass with the green screen and have the fucking guys, the graphics guys, fucking put a HUD on it. Come on, man. Come on. Oh, come dude, on, dude, come get on. the fuck out. And like, and then like, the, I, the, like the, the fucking like they the, spent the dro- their money well in this. Dude, movie. no, no, yes. not, no, not yes. all the way. No, like there's the fucking like uh, drone shots. You know, at the very beginning, yeah, with, yeah. like the graphics, the the G, G, the GPU, fucking whatever it is. Yeah, dude, it looked like a guy from India that like does this shit on the side like for 50 bucks did it what? but then like yeah oh my god dude the graphics for like no but here's the thing it's not all consistent because like the monitor graphics were badass all right but the drone shots the drone shots with like the huds on them like dude it looked like a fucking you're, t- you're talking about two shots in the movie and that real quick i don't give a fuck it still is it's it's every fucking frame counts in the fucking film dude i i, I dude, know that man but every come on frame you, counts. you know, no, you know you every have to- fucking frame counts I'm okay. I'm just not gonna super ding a movie like you are right now over oh, yeah. two frames of a HUD and an iPhone special effects and an iPhone and yeah. an iPhone. I don't know, man, there were there were there were there are no, things in that on. movie that confuse me and piss me off way more than just some. No, the design the designs in this movie are way better than what was in Judge Dredd, man. Oh no, no, they are. I'm not. I'm not refuting that. But oh, at least okay. it, um, at least in Judge Dredd, they didn't have a fucking iPhone. <laughs> I know oh, they idiot. they had some like giant stupid car monitor. It still is more believable. What? No, it's for the not ni- for the nineteen ninety five world. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if we're going like we're if we're going like a futuristic dystopian future, I guess that would make sense to have like the iPhones. No, it doesn't what, fucking it, make sense, Paul. What the fuck are you talking about? It's two hundred years in the future. I, that fucking shit would have well, been rotten. There's obviously then. been some turmoil, man. I mean, the whole the whole world, okay. the whole East okay, Coast yeah, is in one does. city. All right, yeah. Sh- 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 do you have a phone from nineteen seventies? I have a bigger fucking, fucking problem with that. Dish. No, but my mom does. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, in all fairness, I, mean, I, I have a bigger wasn't problem with that. <laughs> Like the whole the whole like city scenario, like I I think that's a bigger issue to me. What? Wait, what? Why? Why do you guys have? Well, okay, because this is yeah, this, this, this is, this is okay. turning into. Hold on, sorry, Paul. Really quick, I think this is going to turn into how did this get made episode. <laughs> wow. 
No, then this well, is a I mean, great movie. The whole, I mean, it is. And don't get me wrong, but like, it, it doesn't logically make sense to make one giant ass huge city. That's all the land that they have. They said all the rest of the land was nuclear waste zone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so if that's all yeah, they have, and, that's all they have. Okay, but still, why have it as one giant city that spans hundreds of miles? Like, well, where why else? not separate it into smaller cities, which are easier to police, and you would solve more than 6% of the motherfucking crime? Oh, I think that's what they were doing, dude. I think those that's what they were calling those mega blocks. And that's what they were saying. There was were cities within cities. Yeah. So like that one area yeah. is like a, a that's like a I guess like a downtown. And then all that other areas, yeah. all the little buildings, I guess that are like under like I don't know, 50 like different yeah, sectors. Or, They're like se- sector twelve, sector whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and each one has like a giant mega block. Yeah, like Paul. Okay, that- well, yeah, I, I did understand that, I, and I got that. I mean, like, but that's all the land. I mean, like, dude, things are so bad in this. I like how they just drop. Like, oh, yeah, like, we got we got some dead bodies here. Prep them for recycle. And it's like, wait a minute. You guys are going to eat that? It's like, oh, dude, that's good meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, 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 that human's still fresh. Yeah, that's going to go in your hamburger. That's what you're and, eating at McDonald's right now anyways. They're, they're human burgers. <laughs> I, I, I like those little details like that in, in, in the film. I, they, they do have, like, there's a shot of one kid playing with, like, some VR set. I mean, it's not just all, you know, iPhones. No, I know, but uh, <laughs> it's just, dude, that, 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 is, like, that thing just pissed me off. It really did. It really did. Cause like, like, dude, like, I get it, man. It is like, it's, it's, it's easy for us to sit here and go, man. God damn it! Who did not notice the fucking iPhone? And why the fuck did that extra have that out to take a picture from production design? But the thing is, like, you spend all this time and all this fucking money building this badass, beautiful set. And I'm gonna tell you, in this fucking film, the sets, the cinematography, the goddamn blood work. Oh my god, the way they kill people. All right, and the sound mix are fucking magnificent and the one-liners are Shit, badass that's what makes the movie yeah that's and, what makes the damn movie in and my the, opinion the one-liners are fucking badass but yeah, like no, dude as a plot as yeah i mean this is a popcorn film like this is not like you know it's die hard no don't you fucking it's dare. die hard though it's the plot of die hard <laughs> it's the exact plot of die hard dude yeah it's it's okay it, it is it is it is the exact plot but it's not don't, don't, don't in don't, reverse yeah don't 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 compare die, yeah don't compare die hard to this not please it's like what a high school student would do trying to do die hard shot for shot it's just like it's just like speed you know it's like die hard on a bus what's up cat sorry guys we have a special guest (laughs) this cat does not approve of dread either she came she strolled in going fuck dread look my cat actually has a dread helmet around here somewhere (laughs) don't make her bust out the ball come on somewhere cat gosh what are we even talking about that cat is so into science fiction that's where she got her name from Oh shit! The Japanese anime film called Lily Cat. But okay, this movie did do terrible at the box office, though, and yeah. I mean, really, really bad. Because it's Carl Urban, man. Who the fuck hires him to star in a fucking sci-fi film? I don't know. They did it in Star Trek. It worked pretty fine. Yeah, that worked okay. He was also in Lord of the Rings. That worked out okay. Uh, oh, man, come on, really? I, dude, I, I, I highly I, dislike his acting. Actually. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah. Dude, he was in the. He was. He's the. I always thought he was the best born villain, dude. And that Born Supremacy, I thought he was great. Is that dark-haired Ruski? Oh, shit. I forgot he was even in that. Dude, Carl Urban, dude, he just makes up appearances in in movies all the time. He was even in the last two Riddick films. Nah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to, I got to. 
expand my horizons on some Carl Urban here. Dude, Carl Urban is a badass. He disappears in his role, full, full disclosure, for a little while, I, I swear to God, I thought it was Keith Urban. Like, <laughs> like, like, wait, wait, got a singer? Yes, like the country singer. I'm like, that motherfucker acts too. Like, two years ago, I had to go look that shit up to, like, if I can figure out how to do because he looked the same. You know? Like, oh, like, oh, shit. Poor Carl Urban. You're making Carl Urban cry right now. Dread is somewhere, like, tearing up because yeah. he said that. <laughs> no, that guy does not give two flying fucks. He's laughing all the way to the bank with his fucking big ass paychecks. Mm, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, he does not give a fuck what I say about him. But, it, dude, it was a shame that this did not do good in the box office. Because, man, let me tell you what. This movie was done in 3D. Hands down, I think this and Avatar were the, and Prometheus, the best, hands down, 3D presentations of all time. This was in 3D? Like, they released it in 3D? Yeah. On a $30 million budget? Yeah. Holy shit, okay. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm finding a new res- found respect for this team. Dude, the, the slow-mo they used, yeah, they used, uh, like, those, you know, those badass phantom cameras yeah, they yeah. do that show uh, Time Warp with, yeah. or they used to. I don't know if that, that show's not on anymore, is it? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, anyway, they, these cameras that shoot up to, like, what, yeah. 3,000? 10,000 frames. 10,000 frames? Yeah. Oh, my Pretty gosh. Second, yeah. So, yeah, and, you know, your normal frame is 24 frames, so... You do the math. Super slow, bitch. Yeah. So when they're doing the, uh, those like slow mo shots, and they're like, you know, in the movie, slow mo is the drug you do. It slows mm-hmm. your brain down to 1%. They do these really cool, like, badass slow motion sequences. Those were done in 3D, dude. The end shot when Dred's like throwing a chick out the window yeah. is amazing. Um, like, just spoiler alert. I didn't say who it was. <laughs> Well, we all fucking figured out, duh. But like uh, when uh, Lena Headley, when she's like lifting her arm out of the water, yeah. oh dude, there's like water that just goes off her hand in 3D, and it's just, oh. oh shit. Okay, you see, this, this looks makes, so good. This makes more sense now because like I'm I, like I thought some of the stuff was stupid when like with the drug stuff, with the drug scenes, with the slow mo. Oh, I, I thought it like it became more of a gimmick. I was like, oh look, you can tell a fucking film dude wrote the script because you know the drug is called slow mo, so we can do. A lot of slow-mo what's up <laughs> you know and i was like get the fuck out of here but now i have a newfound respect for it if the intended presentation for you was what how you described it yeah i would have i think i would have respected this film a lot more than i do now on my view in on a 2d tv you know and like i have i have a pretty badass fucking tv and it's like we're, we're like well calibrated i have a pretty good fucking sound system but like it, i mean it's not fucking 3d but now i'm seeing it yeah, now I'm no. seeing what you're saying on it. I don't have a, I don't have a 3D uh, on a television either. fucking $30 million budget? Yeah. yeah Again, with Kyle this. Urban, that's why he didn't make any money. <laughs> He's not a leading man. I'm sorry, dude. No, like, I, I think the reason it didn't make money, man, is because it was a remake of Dread, and everybody remembered the Stallone film. And everyone was like, yeah, no, 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 that's okay. And that's, <laughs> that's okay. No, for me. <laughs> one, one, one Dread is enough. <laughs> Uh, do, do you want to give the plot of this film really quick and then like maybe do the trailer and then get back into spoilers? Because I have a lot to say about this film. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, th- there's there's one more thing we do we do have to bring up, which I guess goes into the plot, directly into the plot, actually. Uh, when this came out, there was another movie very similar called The Raid. Uh, I don't know if either one of you guys have seen that. It's this Indonesian fight film where like these guys are really beating the shit out of each other. Like, oh yes, and yeah, dude, it is amazing. But it has, but they stole that scene from Old Boy in that Indonesian film. But anyway, go ahead. Uh, well, no, they they do like different versions of it. It's not yeah, just they, like all in one shot. Yeah, yeah, they they do different versions of stealing from Old Boy. Yes, I mean you you no no that. no man. I don't th- <laughs> have you seen it? Yes, yeah. It's not just Old Boy. No, because they do like uh, they even like they steal from John Carpenter in a couple of scenes. Like when those guys are like. 
No, anyway, it's, it's, it's one of the but, best homages of stealing shit ever. Yeah, um, I love it. Yeah, it's it's a really good movie. If you haven't seen it, it's it's a uh, well, I highly recommend that. But very similar plot, and it was accused of theft. Which I mean, we already said like this is like Die Hard anyway. Like, yeah, both those movies stole from Die Hard, uh, just like Speed and Under Siege did before. I mean. You know, we got we got to let things go, guys. And everybody steals from Die Hard. It was one of those moments where, yeah, I guess everybody does kind of. Actually, hey man, in the world of the arts, everybody takes from everybody. That's true. I don't know. I mean, it was a big thing when the film came out because these movies did come out in the same year. And everyone was like, oh, look at this. I think The Raid came out like a couple months before Dread did. It's one of those situations, similar ideas in the zeitgeist. Dude, that, that's so fucking inevitable. Like, it, it's yeah. just going to happen. Like, when my fucking film comes out, there's going to be four or five other fucking films about, you know, refugees in America. Do you get what I'm saying? So people are going to be like, oh, this bitch stole it from someone. I, I don't I don't dog a film for that shit. Well, you know what? Why, why don't we just, we'll just, we'll just. Or unless it's like fistful of dollars. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, that got brought up into the conversation. I, you know, he's, totally he's a good fil- he was a good filmmaker, though. I mean, like, even though he ripped off Kurosawa, it was still a good movie. I mean, oh, dude, but we talked about that on the podcast, man. I mean, once again, I stand by that. If you're influenced by something, that's one thing. <laughs> and if the influences show out naturally in your artistry, then that's cool. But if you're just straightly, blatantly ripping somebody off for their material yeah. and or artwork, that's plagiarism and theft. Yeah, I can still like both. I can still like the end result, though. <laughs> Be like, damn, that's a good. I mean, don't get me wrong. Brian's, I mean, Brian's I, like, enough time has passed. Yeah. I don't give a shit. They're both great. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, him stealing was bad, but it is a good movie. All right, so yeah, let, let, let's take a break. Uh, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get into the plot when we get back. Okay. Uh, let's take a break. Play the trailer. Spoiler filled episode. Makes the brain feel as if time is passing at 1% its normal speed. If we play this right, we can take the whole city. Peace Trees is the manufacturing base for all the slow-mo in Mega City One. You know how often we get a judge up in Peace Trees? Well, you got one now. She has control of everything. Levels one to 200. This is Mama. Somewhere in this block are two judges. That's not good. I want him dead. We're gonna have to go through him. Rookie, you ready? Yeah. You look ready. Fire! Judgment time. Let's finish this. Mama's not the law. I'm the law.
is over. The sentence is death. All right, we're back. That was the trailer for Dread, the 2012 version directed by Pete Travis and uh, written by Alex Garland. Spoilers. Yes, spoiler warnings. If you haven't seen it, please watch the movie first. It always, you know, it, it helps in the listening experience as well. Yeah. Or just, you know, watch the trailer and then come back and listen to us because it's pretty much the same fucking thing. What? what? Damn. How, 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 you got to. You gotta... Damn. Wow, dude. You're, you're just like balls to the wall on this movie. Dude, it's just, dude, I, I was saying this to Brian earlier, man. I mean, my problem with this film is it looks like it was directed by a guy that just came out of fucking college. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, the technicalities is fine. I'm talking about, like, you know, and the plot is, like, the writing is okay. The, the fucking cinematography, the technicalities of this film is actually magnificent. But it's just, like... The, the way it's shot. The, yeah, no, the, no, the way it's shot is fucking gorgeous, actually. No, it's just the, the director, man, like... Like the spatial awareness, it was not there. The the you know helping the editor with the fucking spa- you know pacing was not really there. The actors could have. Uh, there's just some moments in there where you're like, God damn, man, you could have gotten more out of them to make it better. You know? Wow, really? Yeah, yeah dude. I really like yeah, that's I that's where. Yeah, feel you on that. Yeah, that's that's where it fell short for me, man. That's where you know it. it to me, it felt like uh, you know European director that did his first American Hollywood film. Like that's what this film feels like to me. The, the negative things about the movie, I felt like that there were certain things that really just kind of felt out of place and didn't belong. And then there were certain things that occurred that I didn't even going back and watching it, you know, a second time. I still didn't really get a full grasp on. Man, I, I think this was just really stripped down. I mean, I don't I think this was like a day in the life of, of Judge Dredd. And, and, and it, it was. It was extremely stripped down. I think it was a course correction from the Stallone film, where that was very big and it was all over the place. And this is just a much tighter story. I mean, this still ha- is a little bit all over the place. Like, why the the fucking whole med dude? You know, like the the med bay guy in that tower. No, I think he's totally important to the movie. Not fucking really. I mean, he fucking you know locks Dread out. You know, talks to Dread, talks to the rookie. Locks him out when the whole building fucking comes down in lockdown. And then he only comes back when the fucking crooked cops show up and they shoot him in the head. It was just for us, the audience, to know that these judges are not the good judges. These are the bad ones because they already killed one guy. That's it. Like, that's what the fuck he was in there for. It's like... What's, well, dude, no, he was in there for the exposition of Mama. Dude, no, but no, 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 that's no, exactly no, 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 no. There was another guy for that already. The guy, the tech guy that helped lock down the whole fucking building. That guy was the exposition for that. No, he didn't give any exposition. Yes, he, he, he fucking did. Because no. he was a victim. He showed how victimized a lot of those people living under Mama's but, rule are but like. But the whole Mama story you get from the paramedic. Dude, he, he's the one who tells yeah, you about. Yeah, everything. you do get you do get that. I, I get that, him, but he yeah. could have gotten that from anyone else, or at least maybe given him one more scene where he had some kind of redemption for fucking locking Dread out. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't get the redemption because what he did was wrong, and he paid the paid the price. Uh, well, now the creepy redhead yeah, dude weird, that looks man. like he was a fucking hemophiliac. By the way, who is that fucking actor? He, Tom that, Hall Gleason. That's the guy from... Uh, yeah, the British guy. Yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Why yeah. did he take this fucking role? And Peter Rabbit. <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. know. Well, he wasn't He wasn't anybody when this came out. Nobody knew who Dom Hall Gleason was. Yeah. He was a yeah, small-time like, actor. He was uh, he was also in Alex Garland's um, Ex Machina. Yeah, man. He was fucking badass in Ex Machina. 
Holy shit. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's talk about plot really quick. Go ahead. Give, give, give us the plot for this, Brian. Well, with three pages of notes on this film. Well, let, let's just go. Let's just go three through this kind of pages. Kind of see. Kind of see. Okay, hold scene. on. I, I, I'd like to take the honors of giving the plot. Oh, okay. Well, fucking Paul, give us the plot. If you want a dystopian comic book Mad Max Judge Dredd Stallone version of Training Day, this is your movie. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I, man, I, look, I think you guys are being a little, little unfair here on this, on this movie. You have to think about it for what, it, what it's trying to be. You know, it's source material, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and knowing the story, these, this whole society of militaristic cops being judge, jury, and executioner. Things yeah. have gotten so bad in these mega cities. Judges but, are badass now. <laughs> yeah, like the, the cops, they do it all now. Law enforcement, they're all in one. Yeah, they're so badass. They're so badass that they only actually solve 6% of the crime. Well, yeah, that's what's so cool, right? Like, the world is, these megacities are so populated that there's just, like, there's nowhere to go. Like, like even watching the film, you get a sense, like, there's, there's not a moment that anybody has privacy. Like, it's so cluttered. Yeah. Like, there's just people everywhere. They're all on top of each other. Yeah, that is definitely true. I kind of like that. I like that. Uh, there's this fascist society where we give the our police state all this power, but even with all their power, they still can't process all the shit that's going on in the world. You know, I I kind of like that. I think that's an interesting concept. No, it, it is. Yeah, like, I mean, not like, only that, but when you have these gigantic ass towers that house, you know, a few hundred thousand people. Yeah, I think that's you cool. know that are all cluttered. You know, they're all cluttered together in this giant mass. So even going into when they explain. Like the different gangs that were in Peachtree and everything else, you know, one gang managed to completely obliterate every other gang and just take over the entire building. And my whole thing was, was how is this even possible if the if the judges were doing what they were supposed to be doing? Oh, no, Paul, because the judges don't go to that fucking part. They actually talked about it. I, I will defend the film in this one part. Uh, Peachtree is so shitty that the judges don't even fucking show up. Like, half the residents were surprised they showed up when those fucking three got dropped. Peachtree is the worst of the lot. Way to go, Peachtree. Yeah, exactly. No, no it, it's, yeah. so, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, what's happening with our society right now. You know, you don't, you don't get a lot of police in the quote-unquote, you know, um, uh, like – inner cities, I guess that's what the Republicans like to call it nowadays, you know, or like, you know, the ghetto. Let's just stop being politically correct. You don't get a lot of police in the ghetto. Yeah, exactly. You don't. And it's the same thing. Like, they just don't give a fuck, you know? And they're like all unemployed. So, of course, like all the drug source is going to come out of there. They're just too busy, like, policing where all the rich people probably fucking live. But, like... See, that's kind of where I see a, a bit of a comparison between, say, Training Day and this Dread film. I agree. I agree. Because you have... You know, you have one officer and then they're rookie and they're going into like the worst possible neighborhood <laughs> they could possibly go into. Here, here's the thing. We, we start out the film and basically you right off the bat, it is definitely like one of those. Um, uh, it's a total 80s action movie, man. It is. It is. And, and it's definitely a diehard mm-hmm. formula because you start out, you introduce your main character, you introduce the main culprit in the film that's going to come back, which in this form is slow motion, the drug. Right. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and then you, you, you then you right off the bat uh, set up the, the scenery of the city and you do a big ass fucking badass actually chase scene that 
was kind of cool. I liked the chase scene. The chase scene was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked the chase scene. It was kind of cool. I just, you know, the, the van thing threw me off a little bit because, like, you know, it's like all the, the whole street just had vans in it, like from 1989. And I'm like, why the fuck are there vans in the future? It doesn't make well, sense. They're, but okay. they're, they're actually, like, different. They, they've kind of tried to futurize them a little bit. Yeah, my ass. Like, uh, no, they put taxi on some of them. They, they, they did. <laughs> they did. Me alone, but <laughs> why, is the, why are the taxis still yellow in the future? That does not make sense, bro. Come on. Because they are, man. I don't know. Dude, do you have that same problem in the fifth element? No, but it was oh, okay, a hover car, go. bitch. <laughs> okay, that? you know, it's one or man. You can't have yeah, both. Come on. Is, I would say, yeah, I'm just saying, Fifth Element probably is way more yeah. futuristic. No, and I would yeah, say Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah, we, we got to do a podcast on the fucking future. Fifth Element, man. We, we definitely have to fucking do that. <laughs> but anyways, uh, back to oh, Judge yeah. Dredd. Oh, sorry, Dredd. Uh, I, I, like, I like how it starts off. You get him, like, putting on his, his armor. He's, he's, he's putting his helmet on. The only time you kind of... See him without a helmet. He's in shadow. Yeah, and you yeah. can only see like a little bit of his hair, little yeah. silhouette of his hair, and that's it. And he doesn't take the helmet off in the movie. No, not at all. Unlike fucking Stallone version. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I thought that was cool. I don't know. It does kind of have a RoboCop feel. It does, and they came out yes, both around the that. same time. What? Wait, what did? A, a year apart. This and RoboCop. Oh, you want the remake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But uh, it's got its moments. Yeah, but it's pretty bad. <laughs> But, but, you know, like, it is cool. And, like, look, the, the whole plot is, you know, after that is just, like, he, he we get introduced to the rookie. The rookie has, uh, she's a mutant, and she has uh, psychic, psychic powers. powers. And the Academy is willing to forego her poor um, grades. So you still see the human element there of, like, how even in the future, even with this, you know, dystopian society, we're still all assholes as humans. You know, like, what's going to benefit us? You know, she's only three points off, you know, but she's psychic, so let's fucking use her, you you know, like what what can we do because the situation is so bad that we can like try to improve our odds um well i, I like that because they're kind of like setting up like minority report yes you know it's like oh we'll get the psychic in yeah. and then she'll just know whether somebody did the crime or not and just shoot them right there on the spot yeah exactly you know just like no paperwork <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to you know, question the it. thing is that you know she she kind of gets uh gets a bit discriminated against in the movie and get she gets called like a mutant and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the gang guys even called her that. You know, they they disliked her. I think she was the best part of this whole fucking film. I'm gonna be honest with you. Well, she's the main character of the movie. I, I, I she is the best part. Yeah. The, there's to me, there was yeah. three main characters in this film. It's Dread, her, and then Lena's uh, character, Mama. Mama. You know, but to me, she was yeah. the best in this whole film. Like acting, lines, arc, everything. I yeah. liked her a lot more than a Dread. Like I want to see a film with her by herself in it as a judge. No, I mean I. I, I I liked her character because that you need that character to play off the the stone coldness yeah. from Dread that's coming from him, where he's just, you know, he's he's so set in his ways, and he's he already knows that like it's just black and white for him. He's like, there's the law, and then nothing else. Yeah, and I yeah, it's like he's totally brainwashed into the system. Yeah, they giving they partner him with the rookie. Yeah, you know, and you can see things. I like that she's psychic too because they they do a nice thing where. They show that she has compassion, and yeah, yeah, like when she dread, sees someone was a victim, that. you know, and, yeah. and and she lets that victim go, and he's like, "Why?" She basically said that it's it's that you, you know you can have all the laws you want. I know this person is a victim. 
So I'm letting this victim go. But you're right. Like, you know, they did a really good job with her, though, humanizing her. And here's the thing. They didn't do that with Dredd, right? So it was that dichotomy between a hard ass, only by the book, the law. I have no remorse for anything I do because yeah. I am right because I am judge, jury, and executioner. And with her. Yeah, she is I mean, Dredd, is, Dredd is pretty much robotic. I mean, I feel that he is very, very robotic in this movie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And she brought this fucking life to it where, you know, like that one scene where she killed the guy, you know, like in most movies and most action films, you know, that was her first kill. Right. When, when she like, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. when the guy turned and, and then she, you know, ran into his wife, basically. And then the wife said, you know, here's a service elevator. That's how they're able to escape that one level. Uh, and in the elevator, man, there was that scene where she like replayed it in her head and you can see remorse in her face. And I love that because not a lot of action films show a character remorseful for killing someone. Do you know what I'm saying? It's usually like bang, bang, and yeah. you just fucking move on, you know? Yeah. And like they, yeah, they, they gave like her cold, that. callous killers. Exactly. And they gave her that fucking like two minute, uh, like in the film where basically she was recalibra- recalibrating, I guess, her thought of what a judge is, what they do humanized her but then her fucking the end which i cannot wait to get to paid off really well like i know i started off giving shit to this film i'm still giving shit to this film but the (laughs) writing yellow taxis damn it yeah those yeah no i mean like here's the thing again it's it's the writing is fucking good all right the plot is good it's the execution it's the director's execution of this fucking film that pisses me off that's what like a lot of the shots though in this movie though but bro i don't know who the fuck this guy is it could have been his dp this guy could be one of those directors that can't pick a shot to save no, his no, fucking no, life. It, yeah, no, his, his DP did, did a phenomenal job. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm I'm opposite. Like, my DPs are usually just there to, like, help with lights. <laughs> I pick every shot, every angle, every fucking lens. That guy could have been complete opposite. Like, that's what I'm saying, because I can't trust what, I, like, I gotta go, like, see what other shit he's done before I talk more shit about him. But, um, but no, I, I feel, yeah. I, I, I feel like the pace is fine here. Like, I, I, the whole setup with, like, you get introduced to, to Dread, you get to see his shootout yeah we get introduced to um anderson right right from there man i mean we go straight in to, to actually i think you get like a little bit of a mama before then you actually see her manufacturing the drug slow-mo mm-hmm. and she skins those one guys off and throws them off the balcony which is we own them yeah, no, no, that's amazing. That? that was how that, fucked up would that be dude. i mean that, that is mobster mentality to the next level you're gonna skin these dudes alive but you're gonna give them a drug that literally slows down time before you drop them 60 some 70 some stories 200 bitch what the fuck are you talking about oh it was like 200 <laughs> yeah, yeah man 200 okay. fucking stories it's a mile up in the sky dude that's, that's a another lot. thing your body you're you would almost like literally become a fucking stain when you hit the ground from that height. And they did. It well, was beautiful. But that, you would, that, that's a cool <laughs> shot when you actually see the yeah. like the woman like she's like she stro- she's like strolling her kid, and then like a body just plops right next to her. And, go, Poof! and like I don't know why I fucking I feel so weird, but like I was laughing my ass off when that happened. And it because like, that lady's reaction yeah. shot is priceless. It's like oh my god, yes, so it is. God. Somebody dropped their jello. <laughs> they did look like fucking jellos. It, it does kind of put it the way it splats up. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, and then I guess, yeah, like, Dredd has to observe the rookie to be able to, uh, quote unquote, pass her into the program. That's right. You got to 
get that assessment in. Yeah, yeah. Your assessment starts now, rookie. Yeah. Sorry, my dread voice needs work. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to do your raw or net with that, man. You're like, your judgment starts now, rookie. Yeah, rookie. Yes. Uh, he, does, he does a very Clint Eastwood. Like, he's got, he's got he a good, does. dirty, hairy voice. He does. Carl Irvin was definitely honing some Clint Eastwood. In this. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, got, it's, it's got some Batman in there, too. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I can kind of see that. Yeah. It, it's mostly Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I, I, feel, I feel more Eastwood, though. Than yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't, I, I'm so whatever. I, I'm like, if he was not in the film and it was just about the rookie, it would have been a badass film. But then you wouldn't, it wouldn't have been able to be called Dread, man. Yeah, I fuck mean, it. Just call it her name. What's her name again in the film? Anderson. Anderson. Just fucking call it Anderson. <laughs> Judge Mrs. Anderson. Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> Anderson. Yeah, you know, we'll call her Neo. Olivia Thurlby. She, yeah, she, she did do a good job. Yeah, yeah, she's fucking, she really carried that fucking role. Uh, but dude, I think it wastes no time. Like once once he gets partnered with her, it's Dread and Anderson, and they're just they figure out right away that it's a gang killing. And you got that paramedic well, comes yeah. out. No, no, it's, it's not I, I even a gang killing. Like, oh, I do oh. enjoy. I really do enjoy the fact that he kind of gave her the choice on what crime that they were going to go investigate. Well, what is it like? Only like one in five judge judges make it makes it back from their first crime or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she like picked the worst fucking spot. She's like, Peachtree, bitch, let's go." And she did make it out alive. By, so. by the way, do you think there was like a little subtle hint to like you know the 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 Peachtree areas down in Atlanta? Uh, no, I was actually reading that uh, Eric Garland uh, named it after some restaurant that he met the uh, guy that created um, Dread. Oh, shit, really? John Wagner, that's him. But, yeah, he met him there, and that's that's where he got the name from. And I think all the other uh, mega blocks have, like, names from the creators and things like that. They're, like, little hidden. Oh, that's fucking funny. Like, like little e- Easter egg baskets, uh, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one's called, like, The Atlantic. I, I don't know. I like the backstory for Mama. I no, I think that when the paramedics laying that down and you get like she was a prostitute and bit off her pimp's dick. Oh, dude, how they said that was like, oh, I forget how they said it, but it was the nicest way of saying uh, this lady bit this guy's dick off. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard my entire life. It was something like, oh, yeah, she, she <laughs> was, feminized she a man. Like, it was something along the yeah. lines that, yeah, that she feminized. Yeah. <laughs> she feminized a man with her teeth or something like that. It was like, oh, God. And then took over his business. Hell yeah. There's little bits of comedy. Like, I like the uh, the uh, bum that's still, like sitting down in, oh. in the blast g- gates right outside Peace Tree. They're like, we're going to cube you if you don't fucking leave. <laughs> and he's got some sign out there that says, uh, we'll debase myself for credits. <laughs> It's like, wait, what the hell are you doing, buddy? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, just just do, 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 doing a little reach around debasing here and there for some extra credit. The movie has kind of like the whole movie kind of has like subtle undertones of comedy. I mean, even in the one scene where Dred's like, "Oh, what did you leave your helmet behind?" or something like that, and she was like, "Oh, it interferes with my psychic abilities." He's like. A bullet will interfere with them even more, <laughs> or some shit like There's that. There's really good like, one-liners yeah. in this film, man. There's some really good one-liners in this fucking film. Yeah, all the one-liners are, are well done, and they're all delivered with that nice like '80s uh, charisma. <laughs> yeah, which is none. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, man? Uh, no, the, it's, the, the only good '80s charisma. Well, two. All right, it's Bruce Willis and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's it. 
Yeah, man. Come on. Look, dude, Commando. That's just chock full of one-liners. Dude, that, that whole movie. That whole film is fucking one yeah, that whole, Yeah, that whole fucking movie. Is <laughs> Let off some steam. <laughs> we need to do a podcast on that. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we do. Dude, dude, that whole fucking car scene where he takes off the seat for no reason is the best thing ever. We need to do it where we're like watching the film and like commenting on it at the same time. Oh, my God. I'm down for that. I'm just going to laugh. I cannot. I, every time I watch Commando, it just makes me laugh. Hysterically, dude. No fuck. It's it's cool. Let's do it. I love it. Let's do it, man. I think I think our audience would appreciate this. Just just the fact when like Schwarzenegger comes out in the very first shot and he's like, "Here I am with my chainsaw and a fucking tree." <laughs> it's like, <laughs> why, why, why do you have the whole tree with you, bro? I I, I bench some tree trunks. You know, <laughs> you have the chainsaw, man. He's pieces, damn it. And then, he's Arnold. That's why he has street strong. <laughs> I know yeah. it would have been better if he had like not taken the chainsaw and just ripped the tree out of the ground <laughs> and carried that over with the roots. He <laughs> just pulls it out of the ground by the roots and all. It's just like Arnold, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> it does that crazy like scream yell thing he does. <laughs> 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 where he sounds like a stop. fucking. He sounds like a fucking Norwegian Chewbacca. Uh, Norwegian. Why are we talking about Norwegians now? <laughs> Norwegian Chewbacca. <laughs> ironically enough, ironically enough, that was the first thing that came to my brain. Back to the Dread film. Oh, uh, Dreadful. Yes. Oh shit. Oh man. I wonder. I wonder what fucking asshole like uh, reporter wrote a review about this who hated it, and he goes, "Dread is dreadful." <laughs> uh, yeah, this actually got pretty good reviews. Oh no shit. Yeah. It's got 71 on Rotten Tomatoes from fans and fucking 11 from critics. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. What? Yeah. Well, that's what the iTunes thing said when I fucking about uh, when I rented it today. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, man. I mean, Hollywood Reporter gave it good. Village Voice gave it good. Variety. Rotten Tomatoes. Although, uh, Total Film and Empire didn't didn't care much for it. <laughs> you know, what do you Yeah, do? they gave it that dreadful... <laughs> Review. <laughs> I'm sure they came up with some stupid, <laughs> like fucking, fucking pun. Yeah, uh, they're the worst, man. Those fucking writers are. The, they're just like the fucking travel bloggers. They're the worst fucking humans that ever fucking existed. They're fucking asses. I've met you way too many of them in my life. Oh my god! Out of everything we've covered so far, like up up until Mama's introduction, they're okay. So we got we have we have Dread and Anderson. They're inside Peachtree Lobby. Yeah. They meet the medic, dude. Are, 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 are we good? Are you you're good so far? I'm good. I'm fu- I'm picking up what you're fucking laying down. No, I watched the film. No, I'm saying like, are are you like, are you okay with the movie right now? I mean, like, are your problems already started? No, no, yes, because okay, a taxis, b fucking the drugs called slow mo. All right, and then c the fucking medic is there going, uh, you know, he identifies the first two. And he's like, yeah, I gotta go identify that one once I can find out whose blood it is. I'm like, bitch, what the? F- you have a fucking full body, and you're in the fucking future, and you can DNA people, and you can't just fucking go in there. And stick the shit in his bone, bro. Get the fuck out of here. What dumb line is that? He he was setting up how ominous the situation is. Oh, okay? just ominous. Say, okay, you can say like I can't I, I can't match it because I don't have a fucking face. It's a pancake. And then you you're know, gonna I'm about be to like, pull up the and, DNA. And then you're gonna be like, hey, why don't you just check his blood, dumbass? <laughs> I just I just finished it. I'm about to check his DNA. Like, give us something, but don't tell us. I can't identify him because I got to figure out who's blood it is around. I'm like, man, oh, get the on. fuck out of no, here, man. No, whatever. It, That's it, fucking stupid. It fits in with it. 
how can we just have a conversation about co- a commando? And then uh, this is what I've because commando <laughs> loves what it is and owns it. This, this movie fil- owns what it is too. Fuck no, man. It this totally film, no, this film tries to be something that it was not. But yeah, it's all. You think so? Yeah, I look I, at the end of this. At the I end of this podcast, like this Brian's going to say, what did you guys think? And I'm going to say exactly what I'm going to say. And at the end of it, I'm going to say, you know what? It was still an entertaining film. You should watch it. With all what I'm about to say about this film, at the end of it, it's very entertaining. You should watch it. It is. It, it's a fun movie. It's a fun action movie. I don't. I'm it not is. A, it's a fun, stupid action film. You know, I don't, overall, man, I, I, there, there are things in this movie that I do enjoy. Like one thing, one thing I do kind of want to, I kind of want to touch on is uh, like the the slow motion shots. Like I, I really do enjoy the slow motion shots. I think the slow motion shots, I, I really really like those. I thought they were cool as shit. And I and I did like the whole aspect of the whole this whole building getting shut down. You got these two, the this rookie and this and this judge who are the only two things that can you know kind of save the whole uh, or solve the whole problem with the slow mo drug. You know, I guess I guess the end of it is that, but I love how like when it started out, it wasn't even that they just went to see like why three fucking people got dropped only from a hench from this fucking you know rookie, uh, and they get there yeah. and they're now in the shit, and then the whole film is them being in the shit right then and there, like does not take a break, gun hole from the moment they step in. No, it's, yeah, fucking, it's definitely yeah. balls. It's definitely balls to the wall. When they think they're going up the first time, they're just going to take out like this, like, I guess this slow-mo, like, slash cracked in, like where this one drug dealer is operating. Yeah, because like maybe that's the prime suspect or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it turns out like that's just like where they're, I guess, like out where they're selling this drug in this building. And, you know, it's manufactured on the top floors of Peachtree Mega Block. And I don't know where they are. I guess it's like on the twentieth floor or something like that. Yeah. It's it's somewhere near the bottom. And when they do, that's when they do that break in, and you get the first like I guess it's the first slow mo action scene you get where you're, you're actually seeing like people. That was badass, man. Like yeah, going, yeah, cutting, that, was, that was cool. That's what I was talking about with the slow motion where you see the the kind of heavy set guy. Yeah, you know, where you could see like his through his belly, and you see like the ripples across his yes. skin. Yeah, and shit. yeah, yeah. No, that was really cool, man. And then like the intercut between the super slow mo stuff to like Judge Dredd's. I mean, like you know his yes. his his perspective and like the sound design difference between that. Like that was really cool, man. Actually, that was a very well fucking put together scene. Yeah, and I just like the you know just the way it starts off, man, with the the lock blowing up. That that was one thing that kind of confused me in the film. Um, it, that it's that scene in particular when they're they're going in and, and busting up the the drug uh, the drug den and they they shoot the lock off. There's a guy, a customer in the corner. He's buying his drug and he you know he whatever he takes the inhaler, hits his slow mo. Things just start slowing down. The lock goes off. But I guess these these people can't move and react fast. Yeah, because they're actually experiencing everything. Yeah, because everything's slow-mo. going in slow motion for them. Yeah. Yeah, like their brain is so slowed down. So you're just perceiving everything in slow mo. But, but your brain's processing it. But your your body is is still in real time. Your everything. Bo- your is body's real time. in real time, but your brain that controls everything in your perspective and your aspect of like spatial awareness and time is all slowed it's down. It's perceiving. That everything is slowed down but to like your an brain extremely is, slow speed. But your brain's actually speeding up to process it slowed down. 
I don't, I don't know what the fucking I'm not a neuroscientist. So, I don't know what the fucking mechanics of it are, well, but I'm just saying. Well, no, like, I mean, yeah. like, okay, well, just like a film camera, right? Yeah. So, like, you know, if your brain would have to be working faster in order to comprehend all the visuals, yes. But I guess it doesn't affect yeah. your muscles that way. No, no, but I mean, no, but, just, but, but again, I mean, the way I understand it, right? yeah. Like but your brain your optics, yeah, exactly. And your brain tells your muscles what to do. So if your brain's saying, "Oh shit, a guy is coming in with a fucking gun. He's about to shoot you. Pull your gun out to shoot him." By the time your commands go to your body, fucking dread is already there and put a bullet through you because he's much. It's faster. like the delayed reaction you yeah. get when you're drunk. I'm just saying they should have they should have done something to also affect the nervous system as well. Because then, mean, yeah, the but then, but then, but then, it, but, but then it won't be a, but it won't be like a fair fight at that point. He's <laughs> like he's just like killing people, just like basically half asleep on a couch. It would have it would have been like uh been like Peter Parker, dude. Total total uh, Spider Man. That <laughs> yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> Uh, but I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I was wondering too, like if it actually like got the got the user stoned as well, because those guys look kind of like. I don't oh know, yeah, look, no. Did, you, of, did you see all their teeth and stuff like that? That was that was a big thing about it. You know, like how like crack affects your teeth if you do a shit ton of crack. Yeah. What do you mean it affects your teeth? The teeth they start rotting, and that was I actually that was a thing about, in the film. I don't film. know about crack, dude, but. Uh... Yeah, from what I understand, the methamphetamine is. Oh, well, there you go, meth. I don't, I don't know, dude. I don't fucking do drugs. So I don't. I don't. What it, yeah, I, don't but yeah. I don't do drugs. Drugs are bad. Okay, kids. <laughs> okay. Drugs, drugs are, are bad. bad okay. okay. <laughs> hey there, Mister Maggie. Like, Screw you guys. Oh man, you guys can all tell the generation we're from. Suffering <laughs> <laughs> all the way, baby. Fuck uh, yeah. Yeah, that, like, but again, like you see, see, I can't even remember what floor they're on because, like, he, the director, did not do a good job with spatial awareness of that whole fucking building you know what i'm saying well you just know they're constantly going up yeah but and like, it's so much but he could have done it easily of like the production design just like you know in the hallways he could have just gotten like the number of the hallway printed in big fucking letters so like when we're doing side shots of like whatever it is like oh shit they're on the 20th floor now oh no well, now they're on the 50th they do have like uh no little, they only little. do it in the elevator and they do it towards the third act only and, and there's, it's only there's, when you're going up to it's fucking mama's on, place it's painted on the hallways as well i didn't fucking see it yeah I mean, dreads running by i'm I pretty sure see it i have a 50 inch fucking tv and i was sitting pretty close to it i did not see it i got a 65 inch and i was i was like right on it i was like making love <laughs> But yeah, okay, go ahead. My penis inside of it. So let me tell you what I saw. Not a lot. Oh, we're going to cut that out. <laughs> Whose dick is bigger? I have a 65-inch one. <laughs> All right, well, where, where are we going with this? Where, where are we t- oh, they, they, they bust well, the room. They, yeah, they bust the room, and then they uh, they arrest the guy. Uh, the, the, the fucking... They arrest, what, they arrest the one dude who, like, has crazy sexual fantasies about the rookie chick. No, see, I, I really like that. I love that scene. Because they're, they're trying to take, like, I guess, the mama's big dealer. I forget what the guy's name was in the Dude, he's actually movie. a pretty fucking big actor. Uh, is the, isn't, isn't his name Wood Harris? Yep. It's Wood, Wood Harris is the actor. I... I can't. What's his name? K. There we go. Thank you, IMDb. So yeah. The, anyway, but they're they're getting this guy out just because like he knows the entire um, operations for like Mama's slow mo drug. 
and she's the only one that's peddling this. It's yeah, yeah. It and, hasn't and, even hit the street. Yeah, and the dread, and like even dread didn't even know that he is that. You know that he's her second, whatever it is. Is that the the rookie said? I read his psyche, whatever it is, and I'm 99 percent sure he skinned the guys. And he's like, 99 is not enough for conviction. We need to take him into the station. See, I like that man. Yeah, you know, like he is. Oh, he's by the fucking law. Well, yeah. No, no, no. Okay, 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 okay. He's so by. That kind of doesn't make any sense to me. What? Why? Because dread is supposed to be judge, juror. And executioner. Yeah. Okay, so why take him into the station? If you already know he's guilty, no, Paul. Why not do he's only ninety nine percent. No, he didn't know. A, he's he's skeptical about the whole mutant like fucking psychic thing, you know. So to him, oh, that's yeah, not okay. evidence because he's a You're judge. Sure yeah. And then two, the girl said ninety nine percent. You can't convict and kill someone if it's not not one hundred percent. I mean, you can say what you yeah, want. Dredd's Dred, totally like 100% on everybody he's killed. He's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. either they shot at him, which is, um, that's a, a that's a killable offense, right? Automatic or in the, in Automatic the, in the scenario, yeah. In the scenario in the beginning of the movie where they kill a fucking dude walking across the street. Yeah, and, they killed an then, innocent. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a fuck if you're shooting at me, but you killed an innocent person. Now, now you got that bitch. I yeah. like that though. That, that should, I mean, that really shows you his character. Like, regardless whether you agree with what what's wrong or right, Judge Dredd's gonna do with you know exactly what he's told. What's on paper? Yeah. You know? And now they have this fucking like target on their back because now they have to walk out of that fucking building with that guy alive, and that's what the whole film is about. The whole fucking building gets shut down because mom was like, oh, this motherfucker knows everything about everything. You cannot take him out because he will not last under torture. Oh, dude, when they shut down that uh, apartment, oh, dude, that is so badass, dude. They just, the blast doors come down and, like, literally trap them in there, yeah. crush that poor bum. Yeah, that was my favorite scene, actually, because, like, both the both the fucking, like, judge and uh, um, the rookie, like, looked over and they just, like, literally were like, we were just talking to the guy tell him we're gonna put him in a cube like for five years or whatever <laughs> like the fucking thing drops on him <laughs> like well i guess our judgments don't matter to some people anymore <laughs> no no yep. not not to that jelly that used to be a human yeah he the guy was definitely flattened yeah it, that was a fucking badass shot too though it's so twisted that i like that shot that's my favorite in that film <laughs> that and all the pancake shots of people's face i call them pancake shots why here's why because like there's all these shots in the film where like they shoot people in the fucking face and their face turns into a pancake <laughs> of like mush and goo in slow mo. Oh yeah, and it's, yeah, yeah, they're actually really like, dude, the effects on this, like that, and and they they didn't look like they looked like they were augmented effects. So it looks like there was a lot of like actual special effects on set with that shit. Yeah. And man, it looked so fucking good, man. It was like it was Quentin Tarantino gore good. I think they sh- they shot everybody with like giant air cannons. To get the ripple effects and then all the blood and, and stuff was hell, shot on separate so, elements. So cool, man! That was so cool. Yeah, no, all that. Yeah, stuff, that dude. that one that one freaking bullet goes through that one dude's jaw. Oh yeah, and rips and the like, teeth you, out. You totally, you totally see the fucking exit wound. But man, I I like the fact that Mama like yeah she has her gang, but she gets on the intercom system and just that is so like you know these That's judges gangsta. are so fucked man. <laughs> That's gangsta though. It's like you guys kill these motherfuckers. I'm not opening up this block until, until they're, they're dead. dead. It's like what? <laughs> if you're in the hallway, get the fucking side, stay out of our way. <laughs> 
Gangsta motherfucker, man. Here comes the gambling. Here comes the three gambling guns, you bastard. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, Linda H- Hidley, she does play just yeah, She's fucking badass. Oh, man, she is so evil in this movie. Just ruthless as shit. And she's got this great scar Ooh. on her face that is just... That's from when she bit the guy's dick off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think, I think they say something about the dude cut her up first. Yeah, then- yeah, yeah. But after you after you get that, I mean, it's really the the judges are dr- just trying to find a place, I guess, to survive, just to bunker down and wait for backup. They even talk about it. It was actually cool. He's like, rookie, what are our options? <laughs> Man, they, dude, they take out like a shit ton of people just on the way there, like up yeah, on the yeah, stairs, yeah, those gas grenades. Because yeah, she's like, she's like, she gives him two options, and he's like, what about fighting our way out? Yeah, yeah, no, that that comes like in the third act. Yeah, it's toward the end. Yeah, yeah, because like right now we're like on the second act, man, and and like after they killed those fucking guys on the stairs with the fucking gas, and they're like going in, they're like popping knees and fucking like holes in their heads and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, they like get trapped on that level, you know. And she like uses her psychic power to like figure out there's a lady that like needed them to get the fuck out so their kid can be safe. I thought that was great. That's a good use of yeah, psychic power. That's not just like I'm. It's not overdone, like. Oh my god, those assholes are coming around the corner and they're gonna kill us. I liked how that played into the, the well, it plays into her story, you know, her forgiveness story. Not everybody that does bad things is necessarily an evil person. Yes. It's nice seeing her do something outside of just trying to get information yeah. from perps and stuff. You get a sense that dread kind of respected that moment too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you thought on your feet. Not what I would have done. I would have killed all these fuckers in the hallway. (laughs) Well, you know, hey, not bad. I have to give it to him. Like, Carl Urban in this, he he does have a really good, like, coming around arc with this, with the rookie character. It's like, at the very beginning, he's like, are you ready? She's like, I am. He's like, you don't look ready. Towards the end, before they took Mama, he's like, are you ready? She's like, I am. He's like, yeah, you do look ready. You look ready. Yeah. You look ready. And that's, uh, I mean, the whole rest of the movie is pretty much just them. That shit, go and fucking, dude, we gotta talk about the goddamn away. gun, sh- gu- gu- like machine gun scene, though. Oh, the minigun? Dude. When she, yeah, the mini guns. Yeah. Is that what they're called? They're fucking machine guns. There's like four of them. The yeah, three, no, it's a minigun. Yeah. Okay. The three miniguns. Have you ever seen Predator, man? Uh, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura just shooting up the Predator in the middle of the forest? Yeah, <laughs> oh, but no, okay, like, dude, the, no. The, but no, these, no, 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 no. these took two people Those to put them up, man. These were bigger ones. This movie are way fucking bigger than yeah. that damn minigun that fucking... Yeah, okay, well, maybe... Jesse. They're machine guns. Well, maybe... But with lasers. Okay, when it's not a mini-mini gun. It's a rotating barrel gun? It's, it's a, a machine gun, goddamn. A Gatling gun. There yeah. we go. Fucking Gatling gun. Don't like, you have to crank those? <laughs> no, but... <laughs> No, dude, they got motorized. You did in those Clint Eastwood movies, damn. Hey, it's in in the the fucking future, bitch. Bitch, no, both of you motherfuckers are wrong, too. It's in the fucking future. What the fuck are you talking about? Motorized. (laughs) That shit is electric. (laughs) Tesla invented that. Uh, <laughs> dude, all right. That scene, Elon Musk, that was the Sony stuff. That was a a uh, fucking batshit best eight eight minutes of 
continuous fucking fire. It was like since heat. Yeah, she didn't give a fuck who she killed either. All she was all she was trying to do was kill Dread. Little. Oh kids, yeah, I think that's where the body girl, count gets ridiculous. People. Yeah, yeah, Dude, that was fucking fantastic, man. What What did you guys like about that scene? I can I have so much to tell you about the scene that I like. I want to know what you guys like about it. Oh, I, I like all the Spielbergian cuts where they just cut to, like random people that are trying mm-hmm. to get away and just get mowed down. <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably my favorite. I don't know why I enjoy that so much. <laughs> me too. Maybe there's one dude. Fuck. There's one dude in particular who like he like comes around and runs and then hides behind this wall. And then all of a sudden, you just see the wall just get ate the fuck up right behind it. <laughs> yes, dude. And it's just like I like the one guy dude. that goes behind the table. And yeah, it's like a little- it's, yes, it's like a tiny little thin table. He gets just shot through it, dude. I don't know why. I this really is cutting through fucking concrete walls. Do you think this fucking table is gonna save your ass? <laughs> that, that was my. Well, yeah, I mean, like you know, in all fairness to him, he didn't have enough fucking notice that this bitch is gonna come out with these machine guns and fucking. Get everyone you know but i I, I watched that scene four times man i i kept rewinding and i'm like oh actually this is like really fucking cool that in the uh the incinerary round i think those are the the, the highlights oh dude yes man the all like slow yeah, okay, now, i'm glad we're getting into that because there's something about that gun that just does not make a lot of sense Oh, the lawgiver? The lawgiver. Yes. That's right. Judge, Judge Dredd's gun is named the lawgiver. There's law. something about that gun that doesn't make any sense. One, how the fuck is it physically possible for this gun to change rounds like it does? It's the future, it's Paul. The future, man. <laughs> Suspension of fucking disbelief. Oh, well, you're one okay, to talk so, 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 taxi. Okay, man. so we're walking around. We're walking around <laughs> with goddamn iPhones, but yet you got guns that you can say, hey, hot shot round. You see, that was my problem with the iPhone. Yeah, that was my problem with the iPhone. The iPhone did not fit in with that world, but the gun totally did. (laughs) Guys, I I, I don't know. I I, I love this gun. Dude, I love the gun, too. No, the gun is totally cool. It's just like I I try to wrap my head around, like, how the mechanics of it actually work. Because obviously it has bullets because he jacks the clips from the other judge. Yes, the the crooked cops, yeah. So, so how does does the bullet just like mod? Does the gun like modify the bullet for the round that you particularly want? No, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe. No, later in the movie, he asks for like uh, he goes through the different types, like uh, high explosive and whatever, and it, it says empty each time. So yeah. I think it's got like X amount of rounds per clip. What Paul is saying is that there's only from. The design of the fucking gun from how we see it in the film, there's only one slot for one clip to go in there. Yeah. Exactly. How does it change? Well, you got multiple bullets, and okay. how the fuck no, does, how, it how does it change them in the cycle? Yeah, how does it change that it's it's a, it's a variety of different bullets? You can't have a variety of different bullets in one magazine. It just, you can't. Uh, you can't put a 22 and a 44 it, together it just, in one It magazine. knows which one to, to pull. I don't know. It's a future gun, bro. I don't know, yeah. No, I'm I not was just trying to like justify no what shit, Paul was no saying, like even though it sounds gun, fucking stupid, Paul. It's a fucking movie in the future with a fucking futuristic gun. Just live with yeah, it, bro. Yeah, I know that. But I'm saying, like, you can totally have a variety of bullets in a gun. Like, say, for a shotgun, you could have incendiary rounds. So he has, shot, he, he has something in the gun. Shit. But you can't just sit there and be like, Hey, shotgun. 
But I want to shoot an incinerary, bitch. Route. But Paul, in this world, in this world, this world, you can do that. Yeah, and the gun works off your DNA. It has to suck a little of your blood before that you can is shoot cool it. Now. Okay, okay. And if that it doesn't have your blood, cool. it blows, it blows your, face. your fucking hat. It blows that up. I in thought your was face. fucking that new shit. I thought was fucking badass. <laughs> that dude's hand was like jelly all over. Dude, the place. his reaction, his face. It was awesome because he just called her the rookie a bitch, and he like tried to kill her with her own gun. Like dumbass, how do you not know like, her <laughs> gun? <laughs> yeah, and in his face, he was quiet. He didn't go like ah. He just was like quiet. Like he just cannot believe it. Then she comes up and like kills him with like one kick to his face. And I'm like, yes, this girl fucking rocks. I want to see her own movie. She'll be in the sequel. That will never fuck, happen. Fuck that. I want to see her do her own fucking Judge Dredd film. She'd be badass. She'd, she's better than fucking Carl Urban. And, you know, they, they talked about doing a sequel for a while, but I think it, they're, right now they're just, it's they're probably like, going to go to Netflix. Yeah, this bitch ain't make no money. Oh, dude, no. If Netflix fucking put money behind this, it'll be fucking good. The sequel will definitely be good. Yeah, they're talking about doing like a Netflix or Amazon. Uh, Amazon. I would, I would totally go with Amazon any day. I don't know. I've, I've heard I've heard great things about about both. So I, I we were talking uh, going all crazy into uh, into action scenes. We've mentioned Anderson's psychic abilities before. When she actually starts to try to get him inside his head to interrogate him, I thought that was pretty cool. That was a cool scene because he's like, "Oh, your head, my head. I can get in your head too," you know. And he's like giving her all these all these images of like him like violating her sexually and like dominating her that way to like yeah. fuck with her psyche. And then like she comes in, she's like, "Oh yeah, and I can fuck with you too," like from behind his head because you know he was like taking her head and like making her give him a blowjob. And you like she comes from behind him, and when that scene changes, like when you know you get the twist on it, when when it comes out, it's fucking you know. Uh, uh, mama's character eating his dick out with like blood on her mouth. That was a fucking funny ass scene. Yeah, and then you, you cut to him and he's he's pissed himself. But but you don't you don't ever you don't actually get to see what she showed him. I like that. Uh, you know, it's like you know what what he had in his brain that that's shocking enough that you know it's like oh he fucking Pete is mad. <laughs> he just showed her some rape or something like that, like something that's like stereotypically terrible. What did she show him? Like, what is worse than that? Yeah, yeah. I don't she, even want to She know. showed him some shit that made him fucking piss his pants. That's, again, why her character is so fucking good is the best thing in this film. I, I, I like that, man. And that's a broad you do not want to fuck with. Nope. Sir, he's going for your gun. Yep. Oh, he changed his mind. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I like how they, they work the, the psychic ability in. Yeah, you get your human moments. It's, it's played for comedy effect. I understand why you respond really well to her, Wahid. I mean, she does get all the human moments in the film. Yeah. Then you yeah, really the, do the best for moments. Her. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. I like yeah, Dredd. God knows Dredd doesn't get them. No. And then, no, like, you know, and, and like, I get it, man. It's part of his character as the, what the char- original character was, you know? Like, yeah. I'm the all knowing. I know everything. I am. Again, this guy's character has the best fucking, you know, slogan ever. I am judge, jury, and exu- executioner. I know everything in this fucking world, you know? So, like, that scene in the elevator, like, that you just talked about right now, when she's like, Sir, he's thinking about going for his gun. And he's like, yep. But like the way he was saying it's like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I don't need a psychic yeah, tell me that. Cause if I know, yeah, because if he goes for his, yeah, yeah. if he goes for his gun, his ass is dead. Yeah, but but she saves their life. And that's, again, that, that scene. That's when he starts looking at But I almost feel like way. to a point, yeah. at the same time, this movie is almost a bit of a transformation for Dread too. 
Uh, like, because of her, I almost feel like he he alters his perception on things because of some of the things that she has told him throughout the duration of this movie. Yeah, yeah. I will. I don't feel like he's gonna change any of like the sentences he gives out. I see. I think he sees change in her, which makes him recognize that she's different. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't think like yeah. anything actually changed in yeah. any of his beliefs. Yeah, yeah. His change. His change is more like, oh well, now we have this cool new thing to add to our units of judges. I think he respects her humanity, and and but I don't think he shares that. She saved, appreciation. she saved his fucking yeah, life. Yeah, man, but once again, whether it be a small change or a big change, it's still a change. That is true. That you're right. That is still a change. Yeah. And she saved his life. She does she does yeah, save see, his that's, life. See, that's that's another thing. You Wait. know, it's like I think I think that was that was another kind of turning point for Dredd's character in the movie was when she did save his life because she really didn't have to. But she did it because she was a compassionate person. It's like, really, do you think Dredd would have done that? Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he totally yeah, would have. Yeah, to- he totally would have. No, no. I don't, t- I don't think he would have. Part of me feels like if she was in the situation where he was like, I'm not going to go out of my way to save you. I don't think he would absolutely go out of his way to save before no, that. No, he did, man. That whole, like, when he incinerated all those people, that's him coming after Mama to get her back, too. I, I think yeah. I, I think there's like yeah. I, I think the well, whole cop yeah. yeah yeah I think there's that the cop code is 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 heavy with them of like don't let you even if your partner is a rookie that you're showing the ropes to don't let your partner fucking fall in the wrong hands yeah yeah you're yeah. still looking out for him yeah and then and but you're right though when you said you know that moment when she killed that guy and saved him uh, was a big change actually within thirty seconds there was a line in there where again he's like what do we do now we're gonna go after Mama you know are you ready and she's like I am. He's like, you look ready. You know, like he gave her the validation right away. Yeah, well, I I do like he's got to be reminded that they're like shittier judges than her. Like, even though they may be like. Or 20 years passed and they've been on the force for 20 years. Yeah, they're still cunts. I I do want to get. Okay, I'm I'm glad you brought that up because that that segues perfectly into this. It's like you're going to turn from being a judge for a measly million dollars split four ways. No, no, so it's a million credits. We don't know what the value of that is. It could be like cryptocurrency. It could yeah, be like that's true. Well, he just, says, he just says, dollars. what's the price of a judge now? A million? Yeah, but they never yeah, say a dollar. So that's said, only like, dude, I mean, split four ways. That's only $250,000. I mean. But it could be 250,000 credits, which means you can buy like 18 houses with it. I don't know. Yeah, but what about the repercussions of that? I don't know. You know being a like judge were- and turning on another judge? If, dude, if they had shot him, I don't think there would have been any repercussions because yeah. they were talking about like how they were going to stage it. Yeah, yeah, they were been like, "Oh, we came in, they were already oh, yeah, dead." They were. That was the intention. Yeah, they, they, their whole intention was to go out there to kill it. They were like, and they, they were like, you know, make sure you don't, you know, rape or cut anybody or anything, do any weird like gang related yeah. brands or anything like that on their body. Just yeah. shoot them, bullet to the head. That's it. Which I, I, I thought that was cool because you know if they do some like gang style, you know murder on these judges it would send more judges so i mean i get that well another thing i kind of like that about is like it also it also brought to light that the judges they're not like above money you know they're not above being corruptible (laughs) they're not like dread they're not the law yeah not all of them are the law that's why no one talks to him and he has no friends (laughs) at the fucking precinct (laughs) i want to know like (laughs) how, how does mama have these like 
four judges on like speed dial. The, that that the one liner on that was fantastic. They're like, "Man, this guy's not stoppable. How, what are we? What's gonna stop him?" She goes, "Call nine one one." Best line in the yeah, fucking movie. <laughs> Called nine one one. I was I was a little confused on how how she knew those guys were gonna show up and and everything. That was that was a little confusing. Money talks, you know. Money money talks. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like how she got those specific dudes because there were there were two other guys that had shown up at that point because when they do the minigun thing, yeah. There's like uh, the, I like two good judges are outside yeah. and they're like calling in and the tech who's under you know Lee, Mama's spell basically he's he's a victim himself you know uh, she cut out his eyes and she gave him robotic eyes uh, which are pretty cool yeah they are fucking pretty cool yeah she she pretty much goes you know uh, they're like yeah hey, yeah we we need to go in we got a ten four or whatever it is and he's like oh we're on lockdown for maintenance <laughs> and they're like okay they just stood back. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't know where she got him, but you know, I don't need to know where she got him. It was kind of cool. Like, you know, I get it. You know, she just knows how to get to corrupt fucking judges, and she, you know, she she's like, call nine one one. It's such a fucking good line, man. I, I I don't know. I wish they had like explained that with something like, oh, like they were already un, under the take. Yeah. Like she had like maybe worked something out with them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you they're know. already on the payroll kind of thing. Yeah, because she's like expanded her yeah. slow mo operation to all these other mega blocks. It would have been I don't know. It would have been. I, I, yeah, I, I guess that could have been even fixed with a one liner. Like when he came in, you know, before he asked for the like one million, you know, or whatever it is, he could have been like, this has to be outside our monthly payment. You know, and then that's it. Yeah. You're be like, oh, okay, they already have an established relationship. That's how she knew how to get to them. You know, I do like all the other judges know Judge Dredd. They're like, oh, well, wait. A oh, minute. they all hate him. Yeah, they're like, oh, well, see, uh, no, you're gonna have to give us a million dollars. And she's even like, oh, fuck, a, a mil or a million credits. So I gotta get a million. What the fuck? And he's like, hey, do you know this judge? You don't <laughs> yeah, understand. you're gonna pay for this. Shit. This guy's hard to kill, just like Steven Seagal. <laughs> he's totally hard to kill. <laughs> Steven Seagal, oh my god, that guy. But he's not like Steven Seagal in Above the Law. Yes. Because I am the law. I did, after the machine gun battle, I, I, I really, really love the half pipe. That is. Oh my god, the outside half pipe. Dude, that, oh man, I was like, those kids are insane. Dude, I know. Can you imagine if you fucked up? What do you up? mean those kids are insane? They got locked out of their fucking home. What, dude? No, their half pipe that they're freaking skateboarding on. It's like, in the middle of the fucking high rise. Yeah. It's like half a mile yeah, up. Yeah, but it's still outside. I mean, it but shows dude, this if you rolled off the of edge of the half pipe, where are you going to go? You're fucking dead. Yeah. You're going to splat yep, like a dead. pancake. Yeah. The worst, the worst skateboard mistake ever. But like, oh no! But that's why they all look like they were fifteen and sixteen. Because anyone over twenty-one, like, fuck this shit. No, I'm not doing that. Well, I mean, my whole thing was like, I, well, mean, right I mean, I would. It was like there's nothing on the sides to protect them. So if your ass went off the side or the fucking end, yeah, you're, you're fucked. Fine, those kids were crazy, man. That's what I'm saying. It's like you I'd know, be the worst dad ever because I'd be like, "Yeah, parents? go play with your friends, buddy. One less college yeah, tuition to worry yeah. about." <laughs> hey, son, don't go play in traffic, you idiot. Go play on that half pipe. That's fifty stories up. Yeah, the odds are yeah, you're gonna so die there faster. <laughs> or they they are not there. These kids could be orphans. You know, they're living on the edge. Get it? Oh, I mean, come on. Yeah, well, you know, mama just fucking taking three Gatling guns. Oh, oh yeah, so, man. That'll make a lot of work. Holy shit, man. All right. Well, so, so like, okay, so Judge 
and Rookie are back together after Rookie escaped her being captured. Judge killed all the fucking corrupt cops. They're going after Mama, and this bitch puts that thing the the fucking on her heartbeat. Oh yeah, she's got Thank a heartbeat you. monitor. I don't is. understand that at all. Why? What? It was actually a brilliant, brilliant device of like you know she's kind of giving Judge now. An ultimatum, like, if you kill me, you're going to kill 70,000 people in this building. Yeah, I understand. It's, it's a total heartbeat. Joker moment. And I was going to say Bond, Bond villain, but okay, we'll go with Joker. But the whole thing is, it's like, nothing happened. When he throws her to her death, nothing happened. And I mean, I was, I was always... Kind of a Bro, he yeah. he when dumped the, the line on that. Yeah, he said, the slow-mo that is was what the whole joke. No, yeah, the whole yeah. joke is she's not fucking smart. She like has it on her heartbeat. He's like, oh yeah, we're mala up. Like how how far do you think this thing is gonna like fucking transmit? I can, I'm going to throw you down the window. By the time your shit goes off to transmit, you know that you're dead. You're gonna be so yep. far and fast down and splatted into a pancake. That your device doesn't even your false safe doesn't even work because you're fucking high when you d- came up with it. <laughs> you were on the slow mo. See, drugs are yep. bad. Yep. Don't do hey. the slow mo, kids. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> but if she was smart, she would have had relay points in the building that uh, would have still transferred anyways. Yeah, I know, right? Like, duh. Well, I mean, what happened to the other white guy? Oh, he threw him. Oh yeah, he got he got thrown off the uh, the side of the balcony. The yeah. minute, uh, oh yeah, he the did. The minigun was he over. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he did. I forgot about. Dredd just walks away like a boss. Actually, that was but that was a weird scene too because like all you do is like you're on one person but you're not even like hearing the struggle between like the white guy and Dredd. You know, you just see Dredd come out and like toss him and then walk back in. I'm like. You still have guns. Why are you not shooting at him when you're like fucking seeing him come out? Because she's so shocked, bro. Oh, fuck no, man. Her face was not shocked. Her face was like, I need to go uh, to Game of Thrones in about two hours. Get done with the scene, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's what her face fucking looked like in that shot. Well, I I mean, I'm pretty sure they ran out of ammunition. For those big guns. I mean, if they hadn't. Yeah, but come on, man. No one had, like, a fucking little hit piece that they took out. Come on, you know. Dude, look. He just threw that guy off. You don't you don't fuck up his badass walk no, back. Like when he, uh, look, yeah, I, I get it. I get it for cinematic purposes. <laughs> but in real life, that bitch would have fucking shot. At least, you know, he could have fucking did, like, a Tom Cruise thing and ran back after he threw the guy. <laughs> That's like Tom Cruise films are awesome. He looks badass throwing the guy, but he looks awesome running away. Way too, dude. Fuck that new Mission Impossible does look badass, dude. Dude, anything, anything Tom Cruise does is looks badass. He's just he he looks really good. He just you know, fuck that new. Uh, he knows I was how like, to act like a badass. <laughs> after that last Mission Impossible, I was like, you know, no, I don't. I don't think I'm gonna give this this series a break for a little bit. Yeah, man, damn it. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it a break. Dude, I know, man. No, no, I'm, I, dude, I'll, I'll watch every single one of those dude, dude. as long as they're making them. Why, yeah, watch that trailer for Fallout, dude. It's good. Yeah, or it could yeah, be just I'm a just... really good editor for the trailer <laughs> who, who oh, gets man, paid man. way less than the editor for the film. And you're like, oh, man. We should, yeah, that's what we should do. We should hire trailer editors to cut films from now on. Oh, no, let's uh, not do that. The shitty film will be like, you know, right in two hours, it'll be 30 minutes, and it'll be action-packed, and it'll look awesome. It'll have the best one-liners. Best everything. That's it. You know, you watch thirty minute films from now on. Warner, Warner actually didn't try to do that because those guys uh, cut the trailer for Suicide Squad. It was so well received. They they got the the trailer house to go back and recut the film. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure the recut is going to be better than the fucking shitty cut we got. 
Uh, I think that is the cut we got. Oh, on the theaters? Yeah. Or, uh, dude, that was I don't a give a damn what cut it is. Up, it's all shitty, man. Dude, that fucking film was so bad. I don't it know. Was it was fucking so horrible. Bad, man. I mean, man, why couldn't they just make Escape uh, Assault on Arkham? Like, why couldn't they just make that story into a live-action film? Right, then, like, try to fucking jam a million fucking characters and a million fucking plot lines into one thing. And then, of course, like, your villain yeah. is the person... It's a woman that has two fucking eyes that can fucking come beam from the sky, and now she's mm-hmm. just like evil. Like, oh my god, dude, we've seen that visual so many fucking times. Thanks, B. You know? Well, I mean, the reason why I liked Assault on Arkham, it was because the animated movie almost had a uh, kind of Ocean's 10 kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, it was like a, a heist to get to the bad guy to kill the bad guy. And I mean, that was what made it cool. And it's just like, it was just so much shit that they were trying to compress into one story yeah fuck that, that it film. just it didn't work like dread is a hundred times better for me than fucking suicide squad oh yeah dude yeah this film is a much better film than by that's oh man that's crazy yeah no 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 contest there at all um, but see i mean but see that's another thing is like if you look at like say some of the b-list superheroes dread isn't exactly a well-known a-list comic it's not no way near known as say Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, no, no, the X Men, where they've taken a B rated superhero and turned them into something way bigger than they originally were. You know, I feel that way with with this Dread movie, and I mean, even with the first Judge Dread movie, I feel like it brought this to the world. You know, it brought this to the masses. Yeah, it did. I mean, it brought it to my fucking masses in Jordan. My thoughts of that Stallone film were just... I mean, look, I... I have the I have it on DVD. I've I've seen it. I know at least fuck. I've seen that movie seven times. God damn it! I don't know why I've even wasted that much of my life on that movie. But I mean, I enjoy it for what it is. I you know, but yeah, it's a good movie, man. I mean, dude, this is the this is the version of Dread I'm gonna watch from here on out. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like comparing the Stallone Judge Dread to Dread is like comparing the Dark Knight to Batman, Batman and Robin. Oh, wow. Damn. Dude, it's not that bad. Yeah. No. I mean, no, no, I no, 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 no. Well, I, the way I feel about <laughs> that is just, I feel like that with the Judge Dredd movie, <laughs> that they, bad, they wanted bad. to hit on more of the, the jokey kind of campiness yeah. of the comic. Well, yeah, because it's got Sylvester in it. Yeah, with Dredd, they wanted to go more of like, say, a Nolan route with say hey, oh bitch do, do not do not fucking, yeah don't 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 pull that bullshit that every motherfucking producer for the past 10 years i've been pitching to studios we're giving it the batman begins treatment the nolan really you know grungy no, treatment. No, no, don't no, fucking no, no, do no. that shit i'm just saying they were trying to put it more of, <laughs> i feel like it was put in more of like a real world scenario as in where judge dread was more of a completely totally outlandish and fictitious version of yeah. the comic. Yeah, yeah, like ground him in reality. I guarantee you those fucking producers used that line when they went to the studio though. They're like, we're giving it the Nolan treatment. He's yeah, gonna see, be relatable and real. I don't I don't <laughs> feel like this one's like it feels like Batman begins or, or or the Dark Knight. I mean it's I mean it's having fun with his one liners. It's yeah. It's got this really dark I mean it's it's dark and gritty for sure, but it also has this Well this that's what dark, I was talking about. Dark and satirical dark humor, you know? Yeah. That runs yeah. through it. 
and and more of the real kind of real world scenario. Whereas I don't really feel like the Stallone Judge Dread is kind of set up like the movie Dread is. No, I, I agree with you. The the Stallone thing suffered from the age and the time it came out in. It was you know it's such an outlandish idea that if we don't fucking like play it off all the time. That you know, like we have to make it cartoonish for for it to be believable. And yes, you're right. The, yes. the Stallone fucking character of uh, Judge Dredd is very, very much fucking cartoonish. Where like Carl, Carl Urban is just like, I'm just gonna be, you know, Judge Dredd. It's gonna be Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah. Dirty, Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's what he's doing in the movie. He's doing Dirty Harry. Uh, the, the only thing I wanted else to talk about was um, at the very end. I do like. When Mama does finally go out the window, you get that great shot where she's coming down toward the camera. She's falling, and I guess they had a piece of plexiglass up, and they actually, I don't know how they really did it in camera, but you actually see her face hit the ground and split apart. And, man, I, I really... Yeah, I In slow-mo, bitch. I thought that was in cool. In slow-mo. Dude, that was one of the best VFX shots I've seen in a long time. It, it was good. Um, I just even, even dread just throwing her out the window. I think that's the my favorite hero shot of Dread in the entire film. And the side shot of her when she's like falling down as as the as the slow mo hit her, like oh. not the slow mo as in the technical thing, as in the drug she. And she kind of gives that fucked up like smile. Yes, exactly, Paul. Yeah, yeah that fucking smile, man. Yeah. It is so fucking weird, but it was good. But I thought it, I thought it fit her character perfectly. Yeah, it was really good. She knew it was always gonna come one day. Yeah, yeah, she even said it. That's the thing, too. It's so fucking funny. We can sit here and, like, you know, like, that's why I said I can't criticize the writing that much, you know? He's, like, he's probably sitting there writing it. He's, like, oh, man, some audience is going to be, like, well, how did that bitch not see it coming? He's, like, no, she did see it coming. I'm going to fucking put a line of her saying, I saw this coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like, it, dude, it's, it like, dialogue-wise, it's very well thought out. Yeah, direction-wise, that guy is not the best director for this job. I don't know. It's, it's, it's got some moments. Like I even like it when yeah. they go in there and they they when they're first taking over Peachtree. There's you know those dudes and they're like lounging out and they shoot yeah. all a bunch of them. And they're all dead, but there's one guy and he's like slightly breathing. And the second command for Mama's clan was like, uh, "Hey, the guy's breathing, breathing over there." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so then the dude like takes another gun out that's like a crappy gun, just like shoots him. <laughs> Doesn't use a submachine gun for that guy. Nah, bruh. Nah, uh, it was. I don't know. It's little moments like that. Very dark uh, humor. So, guys, like we always do, uh, I think we're at wrap up time and final thoughts. Wahid, why don't you give us your final thoughts for Dread? Um, you know, I mean, I had some issues with it. It's mainly really with the direction. It's a beautifully fucking shot and mixed film. Um, it looks really good. Production design is actually goddamn. It's so good. I mean, it's worth a watch, man. You want to have some fun. Yeah, you got a little, you know, friend over. You don't know what to watch. You can watch it. Just don't expect it to be like this mind-blowing experience. It's just a fun film to watch with some flaws. But it's very watchable. Like, it's watch. It's better than a lot of fucking movies out there. All right, there you go. Paul? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was better than Judge Dredd. The cinematography, uh, I thought it was awesome visuals and everything else in the movie the special effects and everything were great i do have with a few issues with the film but overall I, I feel like it's it's worth watching it's worth checking out uh, especially if you're into comics and british comic scene you don't know about dread i think it's a good way to get into the the series or the character 
not a bad movie. Still better than the Stallone version, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> Dude, this is way better than the Stallone version. Come on. Fuck you both. Hey, I saw that when I was a kid. <laughs> I have nostalgia for that film. Shut the fuck up. I'm going right? to show it to you right now so you can see how fucking terrible it is. No. I the law. No, I am not going to do that. That film holds a special fucking memory in my fucking headspace. I am never watching that hey, film man. again. I got yeah, some uh, Canadian advertising. The guest got some nostalgia for you, man. Yeah, you can't fault nostalgia. Yeah, bro, don't fuck with me on that shit. There's some shit ass. There's some shit ass movies that I have a bit of a nostalgia for. So yeah, I, I can't fault that. Yeah, but when something else better comes along, you know, I can also recognize that that's better. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 Touche. <laughs> what a dick move! That I, is I, a dick move. Gonna, you put me in a fucking bind there. That one. All right, okay. So here go my final thoughts. These two gentlemen are insane. Let me tell you what. Uh, 2012 Dread is a shit ton of fun. Look, if you are a fan of fucking Paul Verhoeven, like uh, you like RoboCop, you like Total Recall, if that sounds like it's up your alley, this is an action sci-fi romp that you will thoroughly enjoy. I promise you. There is like no fat. This movie is like an hour and a half. It's It's in, it's out. It does its thing. It gives you all the action you could possibly want. That's what she said. It's got... (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. There go my closing thoughts. It, it is in and out. I mean, look, it's a it's a tight, lean focused day in the life of of Judge Dread. Damn it, Waheed. I'm sorry. It is such fucking good. That's what she said. Parts. I know it's your closing argument. I'm gonna sit back here and let you fucking do it. You know, get get what I'm saying here. Pun closing argument. Go ahead. Back to you, Judge oh, Brian. Oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, Judge, jury, and executioner. Uh, Look, here at the Justice Hall, we're going to give this movie a pass, all right? It is guilty of being too good of a time. That is what it's guilty of. Look, and I think it, I think this film has a little bit something more to it than just being standard action, fun, fair. I mean, now when I say that and you're getting like Commando in your mind, I, I, no, I don't mean that. It's it, This is not Commando. It is much more in the line of, of RoboCop. It's like a... It's not as good as Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop, but it's got a little bit of that heart there, a little bit of that love there, that dystopian dark humor, but it's it's not as funny as it is in Verhoeven's RoboCop, and the violence is not as over the top. This one replaces it with a little bit more beauty in the slow-mo stuff, but I, I just, I love this movie, man. I think I think it's, it's really spectacular. Like, this is what... Uh, an adult comic book film should be. And, you know, we're talking about nostalgia. Maybe it's a little bit of that that 80s uh, action movie nostalgia love that I I have that this movie does linger on to. It's updated, but it's there. I mean, you can hear it in the one-liners. You can feel it in the action scenes. And I know those 80s movies, those 80s action films are terrible. Damn it, I love them. I don't know. No, man, those are the best fucking movies, bro. (laughs) Dude, so, those 80s action films are fucking awesome. Some of them are. Some of them are. Some of them not as well. Oh, dude, the, the, the triple cuts of the same explosion from five angles from the beginning of it on each one. Oh, the, the, that, that, you cannot replicate that. That is fucking awesome. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, unless we're, unless we're like trying to throw like fucking American Ninja in there. I, you know what? Oh my god, dude! Oh. Anything that fucking Canon Pictures did during the eighties with the with fucking oh, Chuck man. Norris are the fucking amazing. Invasion USA, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo, bitch. I, I I think this film has a little has a little of that. It touches on that love and 
you know, it's there. What are you going to do? You changed my mind. I, uh, I do like this film more than when I walked in here. So thank you, Brian, for changing the hearts and minds of assholes like me. <laughs> That's what you do. If they don't agree with you, beat them down till they eventually do. Yep. And you know what Joe says? No one is half the battle. G.I. Joe. He man. That shit existed. Okay. Yes, it did. All right, guys. So that's going to do it for us tonight. You've been listening to The Movie Crew Podcast. If you guys want to get in touch with us, our email address is themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's themoviecrew. Crew is spelled C-R-E-W-E, extra E at the end of the word crew there, at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, at movie crew pod, uh, and Instagram, but, uh, you know, we're, we're getting that up and running slow, slowly, but we're, we're getting it there. Wahid, where can people follow you, sir? At WA films on everything. Paul, where can they follow you, sir? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Paul R Williams, J one. All right, guys. And like always, we're going to leave you guys with a little bit of the soundtrack. We're going to be playing track one. She's a pass. From the Judge Dread soundtrack. This is from Paul Leonard Morgan. Enjoy. <laughs>